I'm Yo Guangjin, and this is how we met. This week's couple had to stay in love while being in a five-year long-distance relationship. Their love would start with a type of innocence that did not understand what an LDR would really mean. One wanted Perth, and the other Singapore. If the couples were to find a home, someone had to be prepared to lose. Their story gave me a glimpse on how a LDR really looks like, and also the shy, awkward innocence of falling in love. We'll start their story from the very beginning. I was ready to commit uh, to this long-distance relationship. But to be honest, I, I don't like, truly understand uh, the, the difficulties that the LDR would show. You know. We were apart for five years. Hi, my name is Isaac. My name is Gwen. And, and this, this is, is how, how I, I met, met you. you. Hi everyone, Guangjin here producer of How I Met You. If you're tired of listening to love and want to find some true crime action, check out our partner this week, Asia Madness Podcast. Here's their host, Jessica. We'll return to How I Met You after the break. Ah, Asia, the land of contrast. So mysterious, so diverse, so peaceful, so safe. But seriously, is that how it really is? While Asia is 100% filled with amazing people, culture, food, and landscape, it is also home to crazy legends, superstitions, and of course, atrocious crimes. The Asian Madness podcast covers a wide variety of topics, ranging from silly weird things to unimaginable horrors. Why is a murder case nicknamed the Hello Kitty murder? Why do people avoid picking up random red envelopes on the streets? And who are the most infamous serial killers you've probably never heard of from Asia? If any of that sounds interesting, search for and subscribe to the Asian Madness Podcast on your favorite podcast app. What we like about each other like the first maybe the first point of attraction was that he was a very good conversationalist back then I think he put in a lot of effort like to talk to me la. like now in hindsight right knowing that like he, he literally does not like to talk that he really put in a lot of effort la, like to you know carry the conversation when we were texting and stuff like that almost everything under the sun la, that yeah, we could like just random things so, like at least like I felt that the conversation could keep going so I mean the conversation was like one text one text one text one text right? it was like one wall of text and then like maybe yeah. like the next one, like, so I have to respond back, right? It's like another wall of text. And then, like, the conversation keeps going, lah. So, like, it was a good flow. I think, like, we had enough things to talk about. Mm. What I like about her, I think it's her heart, right? She has compassion for people. Uh, especially, I think I've seen that with, like, elderly. I, I know you don't really think <laughs> that, right? But it's, it's from my, my point of view. She shows it, lah. She, she actually bothers to, to make the effort, lah to include these kind of people in her life. I think especially when grandparents were involved. Only time like, I managed to meet your, your grandmother. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we went to visit Gwen's grandmother and I think even during that short little brief moments that we got to spend with her, she was just caring. Like She was genuinely excited to see and then, you know, what she could help around the house, how she could be of assistance to the helper. That time, my grandmother was already like super, super old and like she's like non-communicative and like a bit like half there, not there already. But then like he was in Singapore and then like, I think it's very early on. It was like a good chance to Yeah, yeah. so I just like want to like bring our boyfriend, go and show your ama, right? So I was like, okay, okay, come with me. So we go to, to our house, right? Then the helper was like, Ama, Ama! She brought her boyfriend. <laughs> then I was like, yeah, look, like, like, look at him. Because <laughs> she's like, a bit not there, right? Yeah. So then she just looked at him. And then she looked away. <laughs> and that was like the extent of their interaction that day. Yeah, yeah. How we first met. We were in Perth at that point of time. So I think during the first few weeks of, of school, we were already introduced to some friends. We were already in a WhatsApp group. Huh? And so I was just scrolling through the group just to see like, who would be like my potential bandmates? Uh. 
No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, no. right, right. <laughs> you no, no. I can see, I can see how you think that. Yeah. No, no, no. So at the point of time, it's like, okay, I need to get to know who I'm going to be playing with, right? At least try to form the chemistry. Nah, I just happen to see this display thing. I said, like, hey, I actually recognize this girl, which wasn't Gwen at that point of time. It was actually her. The f- other person in the photo. Correct. Her. So it's me and another friend. And then he knows the other girl. Correct. I said, like, hey, I, have, I actually recognize this girl. So I just randomly texted her. He's like, hey, isn't this so-and-so? He said that he had seen me before. And then after that, when he found my, my display pic also, then he was like, hey, she also knows this other girl. So he decided to like just ask me, like, oh, like, who is that? You also know this person. But at this point, like, I've never seen this person. And I don't know that this person exists. So after he texted me, I told him, If you see me, it would be nice to, to say hi, la, at least mm. to put a face to a name. Face to a name. I definitely thought that like, she was cute from, from the get-go. La. I mean, I spotted her from like within the hall itself and she was sitting at the corner and, and then thinking like, oh, she, she caught my eye. But I didn't think too much about it. And then it just so happens in the same week itself, I saw her again at church. I was like, oh, what, what are the odds, you know? I think deep down, I was quite happy. It's like, oh, wow, so so tiao. Yeah, so... I think that's when I knew that she was in a worship band. I also took the opportunity to find like a common ground to reach out to her. Yeah, it wasn't just so that I was. I just saw her friend. We were at some event lah. Then like uni always got like random water coolers around, right? So I went to like fill up my water bottle. And then like suddenly got this person like just like, Hello! <laughs> I was like, okay, hi, who are you? Right, what better opportunity la, than to say hi to her since she was there. I think she was alone. That's yeah, why I decided to just like wave very awkwardly. Yeah. So after he came and said hi, right, that first time, he after that, like, every time we like bump into each other, because the group's not very big, like maybe 40 people only, like, all overseas students, every time like we walk past or like in the same vicinity, <laughs> right, like he would turn around and walk away. <laughs> so it's like, it's a group of people talking, I'm going to join the group because I also know the other people, they're also my friends. Yeah. And then this guy like spins around and walks the other way, <laughs> I'm just like, bro, like what happened, you know, like... Uh, I was being very shy Like I don't know It feels like The other person can sense Your Your aura Or your emotion So I, I don't want to To be too close to her In case she senses My My quote unquote Intentions uh. like, I, I don't know what I was going to say to her And I just get very nervous Around the people I like So In order to To avoid those kind of situations I just like Completely stood clear yeah, So like at one point We were going to like I think we didn't play together until like no, much really later, quite but quite like quite literally quite maybe like the week before we played together. So I was like, okay, like now that we are rostered together, like this cannot happen lah. Like whatever this situation is, it's like cannot hit me, right? We're gonna be playing the same band. We have to like figure it out. We have to have some teamwork. So I just texted oh, him. I was, yes, yes, so I yes. texted him. I was like, like is something wrong? Like did I do something wrong? Like why are you so like upset with me or something along yeah. those lines? <laughs> right? I was like, like what's going on? You know, like why do you hate me? Basically, right? That that message came at a at a time that I least expected, you know. I thought, okay, uh, whatever I hoped that could have gone with this individual, I was like, out the window, you know. She didn't want to talk to me. That's blue tick. So I was like, okay, never mind. Let, let's forget. Let's move on. So when she she dropped me that text, it was, it's like, hey, maybe there's there's a chance, eh? It's like why why would you? I was very happy that she she actually initiated. That yeah, text, no, I was uh. just annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I read it very differently. Yeah. yeah. So. I think for the fact that she's really seen my physical self and then I think through that text, right, it, it just opened up maybe a, an avenue for us to properly communicate. I think the texts were a bit more friendly. Uh, those walls of text really took us about hours, hours to, like, to reply respond. each other. So we would wait for each other to finish maybe like the whole maybe set of, like, six, seven questions. bubbles or something <laughs> like that, you know. Like, you know how your, your messages appear in those little bubbles? So yeah, we wait for these little huge chunks. And then, yeah, it'll be the other person's turn uh, to, to reply. So if I that, don't have time to reply, but okay, I'll reply you later. Then, like, really, we'll dedicate, like, the next half an hour to, like, just respond to all the messages. Yeah. Because right? we was, I mean, it's during the semester itself. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're preparing for exams. So, it was, like, a nice break. You kind of look forward to those, like, mm. messages. And your phone buzzes. You just, like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just chuck everything aside, you know. Yeah. And the funny thing is that, like, during this period of wonderful texting conversation, right? Like, he still wouldn't talk to me in person. So every Friday, right, when we go for, like, the meetings and stuff, he, like, don't know me like that. Like, you wouldn't know that we're having a conversation, you know what I'm correct, saying? Correct, but correct. then, like, after the meeting, then he replied me, like, six, seven different messages, that kind of thing. It was quite a <laughs> interesting I wasn't, Can I say it wasn't intentional? Like, you didn't try to come off as a psycho. <laughs> it just came across that way. <laughs> 
We Got Official. So I flew over in February, the storm started in February. Around March, that was the first set of texts. The second set of texts didn't start until like maybe May-ish. Kind of, kind of. And then like, he was flying off in June already, like end of June. Yeah. Like, so that's like the, the timeline of the situation. There's one point I think we were prepping for examinations. Yeah. I was lying at home, right? I was quite exhausted from, from studying and then I decided to ask her out. I saw my phone bus and I just like, read the messages. Then I turned and asked my friends like, Hey, you asked me to go dinner, eh? Did God text you or not? Because like, mutual friends, right? I was like, no, he never texts me. Then I was like, should I go? Should I agree to like participate in this one-on-one dinner with this person mm-hmm. that like and up until this point we don't have, like have a real friendship, right? It's like all virtual. <laughs> they were like, mm, I think he like you, uh. just go. Uh. Then I was like, no. Like I'm like stranger, right? I tried to nap. I, I think I woke up just to like, you know, take a peek at the phone, see whether there's any notifications, right? And there was nothing. So I was like, oh, this is not going well, you know. Usually <laughs> she replies quite quickly. So the fact that the text wasn't coming in. It's either she was pondering or she's only interested in being my friend and nothing more. So it was a bit disheartening at the point of time. The two hours or like a few hours in between like his text and my response was like me debating with my friends like it was going on man guys like I need a help I need like some kind of backup or you text him and say like hey you wanna go dinner also on this same day so wow, that we can all go together. Been devastated <laughs> if you say that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no it's not a good date. Yeah we had a few like um how to say like versions of solutions that we could work out. I don't remember what like what was the like convincing factor that in the end I said okay like let's go out and eat. Yeah. I think when her response came in, I was happy, uh, of course. Uh, I think when I saw what she replied, it was a question. Or I think she she said, oh, actually, my sister is coming in on that day itself. Would it be okay to like reschedule it to another day? Yeah. And then I just said, oh, it would just be dinner. Like, like, it wouldn't take too long. Yeah. But for reference, it actually took very long. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this point is important for later in the story. So... Ah, my arms are sweaty. Ah, so the date, I I was living like uh, with like a homestay, and in, in Perth, it's very difficult to get like public transport, especially in the evenings. Like uh, you either drive or you don't really go out in the evenings at all. Uh. So I I was trying to just formulate how date should go. So I planned a date around this park that I've been to with I think some of our church mates as well. So it was a very nice place. Like it overlooks the like the city skyline from like a four. one side of the river yeah like a river yeah so anyway at night you have all your your lights and it's just very the setting was like perfect la. so I, I asked my landlord and I was like hey can I borrow a few things from you uh, a pen uh, those little like stoves those Bunsen burner kind of stoves yeah and I went to like uh, the supermarket got some items I bought a steak I bought like potatoes basically everything to make a dinner yeah, so I wanted it to be like a tiny picnic uh, where I, I would cook for her. Uh, and then last, the last piece of the puzzle was to get a car. Nah. So he doesn't have a car, but I had a car. So I was like, hey, okay, like, if you want to go out for dinner, right? Like, I arranged for another friend to drive to the airport to pick my sister up. was flying in that night. And then I like, can go and like, pick him up lah, from wherever he was to mm. go to whatever dinner he wants to eat. Lah. I told him that like, you can decide what you want to eat. So, so cool. I, I, I arranged all these things so that I can have the car. Then he tells me the night before, like, hey, I got a car, like, you, you shouldn't drive, like, I will drive you home. So I actually asked my landlord's son, actually, could I borrow the car for this evening? I'm just, I just want to head out, you know. And then, yeah, he was very willing to, to lend me. So he's planning this perfect date. I thought it was like a goodbye dinner. Because I'm going to leave, like, after the semester <laughs> ends. And, like, that was the day before he flies out to go back to Singapore for the end of the sem. So I was like, oh, okay, lah, it's like a goodbye, I'll never see you again. It was fun while it lasted, kind of like, you know, like, cheers, man, see you again in Singapore if you're ever around. How sad, like, this, <laughs> like, this is this is what goes on in my mind, and my mind is like, oh, I'm, I'm inching towards something else, like, it's so, just inching away, like. After I get in the car, I was like, oh, so where are we going for dinner? Then he says, like, oh, um, I'll tell you later, but, like, I just need you to, like, help me to GPS to this place, right? And then, like, as it gets closer and closer, like, two minutes away, one minute away, like, the road is just long and dark and, like, there's, like, no civilization inside, right? And, like, this is a power path that I hadn't been to at this point in time. I was just like, my God, I'm, like, gonna be taken to get kidnapped or what? (laughs) I don't know where we're going for dinner. Like, the last, like, shop light was, like, Maybe 500 meters away. Like, like, I think Australia just doesn't have a lot of street lamps like Singapore. So, the residential areas are very poorly lit. 
So Imagine I, I, driving to East Coast Park at like 8.30 at night. That kind of darkness level. Like that's, that's how dark it was. Yeah, and then yeah, there's yeah. like no other cars or other people. I'm just like, where are we going? Then he keeps on saying, oh, you'll know when we get there. You'll know when we get there. Then I'm like, what's in my, going in my, mind, in my mind, it's sweet, right? I'm bringing it to a, a, <laughs> like, a nice place with uh, ambiance. I don't know. Right? Yeah, but in my head, it's like, okay, stranger, bringing me to this dark place. We're supposed to have dinner. What's going on? Like, where are we actually going? Harvested for organs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we got to the place and I unloaded the, the, the trunk. You opened the boot. Then inside got, like, frying pan, got, like, stove. <laughs> I was like, yo, what's going on, man? At this point in time, I'm still convinced that, like, we need to make, a, like, a walk. A to reservation, the, right? <laughs> to a dinner place or what? <laughs> like, oh, I guess dinner's in the car then. <laughs> I, I cooked for her. Yeah, we just had dinner there. I like before like in preparation I started listing questions like so certain things that came up in our conversation okay I'll write it down in like a note on my phone like okay maybe I should ask him about this again when we meet so that like the conversation is not like quiet like crickets eh. it's like I really hate awkward situations and if it's them awkward I'm just gonna be like wow please someone save me I don't have a car I cannot leave <laughs> you're trapped yeah essentially all part yeah. of the plot so- after dinner, I mean, we packed up, we, we left the stuff in a car, and then I was like, hey, let, let's take a walk. Because it's winter, it's super cold. If you're walking, it's warmer. So we walk and talk. La. We walk from basically one side of the river to the other side of the river. Mm. And I think, I think it was quite funny because I remember was a thought that she had. I was like, I think there was a stranger that was walking past us. <laughs> and I think she said that she felt scared la, because who knows? Like, they could pull, pull a knife on you, right? You can't see the person's face. I was like, I didn't think about it at the point of time, you know what? In hindsight, like, oh, maybe safety is a real concern for people. So initially, the point that we were at was Mill Point. Then Kings Park was maybe just about kilometer, two kilometers away. So it gives you like a a different view of the city, lah. Something like higher vantage point, something like that. Yeah, we spent two hours like in the cool also, just chatting yeah, a little I bit think more. Kings Park wasn't so long. So long. I can't remember. I, I know we couldn't park that long. But after we walk back from the casino, we go to the car, right? I thought like, that's it, I'm going home already. Because at this point, it's like 12 o'clock already. And we met at like maybe 7. Yeah. So it's already quite long already. Like, enough. Uh, time to go home. My <laughs> sister is at home waiting for me already, you know? Yeah. And then he asked me, oh, do you want to go King's Park? Then I was like, now? <laughs> he was like, yeah? And I was like, uh... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you see, as much as she says like, oh, it's so dangerous. Like, she went with it. Eh? So it's like, yeah. So it's like, okay, if 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 if, if you didn't feel safe, you just say, oh, I'm just quite tired. I want to go home, and I, I would have gladly taken you. I home, didn't like. feel threatened, to be fair, see, but like, exactly, I just, exactly. <laughs> like what? I don't know. The, I guess the whole point it's was fine. to create an environment that you felt safe and that we could communicate. So yeah, it worked. <laughs> At this point, like we hadn't really uh, talked very much about his family, so he just like, oh, you know, like this person in my family, and then that person yeah, in my family. Yeah, like, I think we started opening verbally, up a little like, bit more. Uh, introducing me to like the characters in his family, like, I guess. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just then, to soften her up a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. Then I guess like, you know, like late at night, right? Then you have conversations that like, you know, make you feel something. Then he told me like, oh yeah, actually like my dad have cancer. Then I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs> like, I didn't know how to respond lah. Like, it's just something that is probably quite sensitive and quite felt quite vulnerable sharing that with me. Yeah. I so. felt very comfortable sharing mm-hmm. with you. And if that Isaac knew where things were heading, then it was only right now that I shared these kind of things with, with like my potential partner, you know. So, when I said like, oh, the date will be quite short, it was, and honestly, it's he like, lied. no, it's not, it's not that I like, it's kind of like, on a whim, you know, you just keep thinking, what can I do next to spend more time with this person? I just don't want to send her home, huh? So, we, we, <laughs> I can't take myself seriously. <laughs> so, I, I asked her like, would you want to come back to my place? Huh? And like, no, oh, no, 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 that no? was not what he said. He was like, oh, like, let me, cause, I live a lot further down into the suburbs than he does. So he said like, oh, like, let me drop off all the stuff from dinner at my place and first, I then I, I can send you home. So I was like, oh, okay, Lola, it's fine. Because his house is about another 10 minutes from the place. It, it's on the way back. We went to his place and I helped him to unload the stuff. Like, he really brought like quite a lot of like gear, right? So he just like move the things into the kitchen and stuff yeah. like that. Then he asked me like, oh, do you want to watch a movie? I was like, huh? Now? Yeah, I then think it was... If I know it was 2, 2 plus, really, oh, 2.30. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was like, no. I don't know, like, and then he convinced me to stay, like, to watch a movie. It was Finding Dory, because at that time, like... <laughs> it just came out, yeah. So, so we were watching, like, after Finding Dory on his, like, tiny 13-inch laptop in his room. So, <laughs> I, I think after the movie ended, like, okay, I, I decided, okay, 
finally just let her go, right? So obviously, I, I sent her back to her residence and then I sat outside her driveway for a very long time. No, 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 wait. It's like, he drives me to my place and like, okay, bye. I exit the car, go into my house and I text him like, oh, like, it was fun tonight. Like, thanks, man. I'm going to go and bathe and go sleep with you, right? Then he texts me back like, I'm still outside. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to leave, you know. I just felt it wasn't done. I know, like, I think to anyone who's listening, it's like, dude, this guy is super long-winded. <laughs> I just end it. Like, it could have ended at midnight, right? Yeah, but I decided to drag it as long as I could. So, yeah, I, I texted her. I was like, I've not gone home yet. Uh. And then she she came out of the driveway. She sat outside in a cold, you know. And it's like 5, 6 a.m. in the morning, which is really cold. And then she was asking me, hey, what's wrong? You know, and I told her, like, Let, let's talk in the car. Like. So she got back into the the passenger seat of the, right? And then we, we sat in there for at least another five hours. And I was very... Yeah, I was feeling a bit conflicted also and I was feeling very... I took a nap during those five hours. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she, she had a quick power nap. But I was contemplating whether I should ask her, you know, the question or should I reveal my, my feelings to her? It was scary for me. I, I'm not too sure how you felt but I know I was trembling. You know, when, How you know when you're going to sit for an exam and your heart just keeps beating? That's and that's why I'm wondering, like, did he receive a text from home? Like, did something happen? Because he, like, at the park told me his dad got cancer. Then now he tell me he damn sick. And then I'm like, what's wrong? Then he don't tell me what's wrong. Then I'm like, like, what's going on la? Like, are you okay? Is everything at home, like, fine? Like, like you know, what, what was the tragedy? <laughs> yeah, it was nothing of, of that sort. Yeah. yeah. So, in the end, after that long five hours, I, I asked her. La. Uh, no, he did not ask me anything. He made a statement. <laughs> I will let him tell you what the statement was. Do I really have to? Uh, it's your uh, choice. <laughs> the words didn't come out of my mouth properly, so I couldn't say like, you know, like Gwen, I, I like you, you know. And then, you know, we carry on with whatever follows behind. So I what I said, <laughs> what I said was it's like I fancy you. I was like uses this kind of words you know like who uses fancy uh, we are like in a very modern era just tell you that you like her but I think me being that little like shy kid yeah that was the only word I could think of uh. so it came out the way it was at this point mm. it's like maybe 8, 9 o'clock in the morning now so it's like 3-4 hours in the car so after he said that like okay I had to process right then I thought about it I was like what do I think of this situation correct like you know in your heart you're like oh, what, what would your response be yeah, you know, like, now that I've like kind of confessed to you do you feel the same way about me? In my house, like, please say yes lah. <laughs> I think at that point, he was probably like further along in how he felt. I knew I was in Perth only for a short while and at this point, I'm like going to go. So I told him that like very honestly, like you know, like, I'll be lying if I say I'm not interested lah, right? But then I asked him like very directly also, I was like, but where do you see, see this going? going? Like ideally, right? Like, what are your intentions with this situation? Because it's not going to be easy lah. I'm going back to Singapore. You're not going to be in yeah, Singapore for be... a really long time. So at this point, I was living in Perth with like a, a family lah. Like they, they had a kid and everything. So when I asked him that question, like, so like, you know, where do you see this going, right? Then he his response to me was like, oh, like, I hope that we will end up like them lah. Like he pointed to the house, right? So I was like, quite serious. <laughs> then I think like at this point, we're both like a bit like high from the lack of sleep right so, so he left and then I went in to bathe and like rest before I went out with my sister lah cause she came to visit me then I think in the course of the day after like I've had some rest right I had a lot more yeah. questions that like I was like what, what did what I did just, I just do? agree to yeah, yeah correct like what did I just do right so I sent him like a lot a lot of questions like to the point that like I think if I was the one receiving it now, I'll be like, okay, this person like really like trying to back out of like, the situation. Yeah, it's like you don't read the terms and conditions, yeah, and then correct, suddenly correct. one day you just have time like, oh, what did, what did they actually write? And then you go through it's like, oh sh- goodness, yeah. there's things that <laughs> it was really a lot of like, I think very difficult questions. How do you plan to keep this relationship going? Uh, considering that both of us will be in two different like masses mm-hmm. of land. Like, what are we agreeing to? Like, are we just dating? Is it like, are correct, we like exclusive? Correct. Are like, we working towards like the same goal? Yeah. Uh, I was ready to commit uh, to this long distance relationship. I must say like, the responses that he gave were very reassuring. I think that his response was very good. La. Like, you know, I'm not going to pretend that we're not going to meet other people. La. But like, you know, I'm quite serious about giving this a fair shot. And I think we should 
Yeah, things go out, like be honest with each other in terms of like what comes up, right? So I was like, oh, okay, good answer. It's not like fake, you know, like, oh no, I only have eyes for you. Like, no, I uh, lies, uh, right? Not, not, yeah, not yeah. so cringe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it, was, it was a very reassuring response. I was like, okay, that's good. At least like, he's very real. He's thinking about it, right? He's very honest with himself and like, he's willing to work through whatever it is, like, like putting the effort to figure out what he is. But to be honest, I, I don't like truly understand uh, the, the difficulties that the LDR would show, you know. We were apart for five five years. Yeah, I mean, every year, you would think that it gets easier, la, but sometimes it just gets yeah, a bit more. Sometimes I just bad days. 2016, suck. 2016 was sweet. It was like the highs of a new relationship. It was difficult being away from that partner. 2017 was challenging. 2017, a lot of family troubles. So it sucked again. Um, we had to be there for each other in different ways. 2018 was quite exciting when flew over to, to Perth to visit. 2018 was empowering. Finally had enough adult money to visit Australia whenever I wanted. 2019 was quite painful. 2019 was fun. I got to visit Australia twice and each time we would visit like places of interest painful because I had to stay back an additional year. 2020 was difficult. COVID removed the end date from our long distance relationship. 2020 was exciting because there was something to look forward to at the end of the year. A day in life during LDR. Yeah, quite simple people in the sense that we don't need a lot of fancy things to be very satisfied, right? So the day is really very mundane. But I think us both being very comfortable with this level of excitement and activity was very important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I so, think, so I would, whatever I'm doing, let's say on the, on the weekends, I'm doing my laundry, you know, maybe washing the car, maybe prepping the meals for the following week. I would involve her. It's damn boring. <laughs> I, I don't do anything exciting around No, as in like, so he basically dominates the use of my device, la, right? I, I cannot do anything except watch him like cut potatoes and like <laughs> hang his laundry or like drive around to the supermarket. And then the audio is also like really bad because yeah. if you're on a countertop, right? On the phone, when he's talking, I cannot hear because if you're cutting at the same time, all I hear is the knife hitting the cutting board. It basically picks up every other sound other except than my voice. voice. Yeah. yeah, so it's like... How to say, I want to hang out, so cannot, because like, you know, we're supposed to spend time together, but then like, he's just cutting potatoes, like, it's very unexciting, you know, and then I cannot do anything else with my phone at For this you. time, because like, I cannot watch any videos, I cannot like, do anything basically with audio. And, like, and she, she really tries her best to like, pick up on what I say, so that we can actually converse. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I give you So, our day is really a lot of like, following each other around, especially like, following him around. Like, it's now like, 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 the, the, yeah. what, 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 like, like she'll just watch me have my lunch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever I prepare, it's like, oh, you're going to see, like, oh, I got this, like, purple cauliflower. Like. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How we kept the relationship alive. Within the first year of like us getting to know each other, right, there was a few difficult things that happened. So his dad passed away, then my grandma passed away. So I think like it's a very somber moment and like it's not easy to be with somebody in that time. Mm. I couldn't yeah. be there physically but the grandma passed. I was really by my phone throughout. So whenever she texts, I'll, I'll put all my other commitments aside and, and respond to her. And I'll call her, I'll put uh, Skype or whatever form of just like take my mind off like what platforms, was going on yeah. yeah so after work I would come over mm. I live in the east like, he stays in the west right so I would come over to his place and like I don't even spend time with him I just like hang out with his family then he would like sit with his dad lah. yeah yeah. Uh, I, I was having exams at the time so was, I, I, I didn't know how I juggled it anyway I failed I failed my exam when I went back to, to Perth because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I wasn't in the right frame of mind I, I should have postponed it but she would provide me that kind of comfort and support I would just sit there and talk to his yeah, mom. Yeah, that, that I sister. never knew I needed, you know. Yeah. And and that was, I think those were the moments that you feel like, oh, why why is this girl doing this for you? Know? You barely actually know each other, you know. I see you four months a year. And then she she really took that that time, I mean, after work, she would have been tired. So, sometimes I bring my work here to do. Yeah, like, I have to go correct, to correct. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's really just like kind of multitasking and I mean tending to your responsibilities. Yeah. So I think like these situations that came up help us to be like more serious with one another. Like yeah. take the relationship more seriously, right? Like it's very easy to just if your friend is like really down, it's like oh they can man. You know, but like there's there. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But like we had to be there la, for the other person and I think that that kind of like set a yeah. strong foundation for us in terms of supporting one another. I think the start is easier, right? Everyone goes through that honeymoon period phase. So nothing my partner did would be wrong in my eyes. Uh. It's like, oh, it's, it's so cute. It's like, oh, you're, you're doing all these kind of things. So I think that phase lasted very long for us as well. But maybe the fact that we weren't together physically helped to prolong this sense of uh, this enjoyment that we had for this new relationship. Uh, right? But beyond that honeymoon phase, I think that's when the little obstacles started coming into play. Uh. I think it's very helpful that we both have the same goal in mind. Like the goal is that we intend to get married lah. And then knowing also that like the other party is equally invested in the situation, I think that's important. Uh, I think while there are always seasons, right, ups and downs in terms of like who has more bandwidth in terms of being able to give into the relationship. At no point, like, I think either of us felt that, like, how come I am pouring my everything into this and then the other party is not reciprocating? I think that one is very easy to happen, lah. Like, it's very easy to take for granted that this person is there. So, like, neglect the person or whatever. I think it was important that we guarded the time that we decided to spend together. But thank goodness for the fact that Perth and Singapore doesn't have a time zone difference. We were basically on the same schedule. I mean, I'm in school, you're at work. She kept herself busy with, I guess, her, her her career, and I myself with completing my studies. I think also having a like end date, which is why I think his extension in uni was very frustrating for the both of us because it's supposed to be a four year end date, it became like a five year end date. It was like very discouraging, lah, right? Our, Our biggest, biggest argument, argument was, was the biggest argument would have to be I think in twenty twenty as that end date was drawing nearer, me moving back to Singapore was always a given. We agreed. If he doesn't get a job in Singapore by the second last year of his education, then we would start to explore options in Australia. So he managed to secure a job in his third or fourth year with this company in Singapore. And like they were willing to wait for him to graduate, even though usually they're hiring like final year students. So I was like, okay lah, like settled, right? But suddenly... I think I was looking for opportunities for work in Perth. And I really went to network with a lot of people. I used my time wisely to further myself. And I thought I was doing justice by her. So I I thought she would have been happy to hear like, oh, you know, there's job opportunities for Isaac, you know, over there. Suddenly, in the last year, he like, hey, I met this guy, like he told me he's hiring for his new clinic. And then he wants to hire me. He tells me he's going to pay me like, Lots of money, I think like maybe 50% more than what he would have been making in Singapore if he took the job in Singapore. And then he was seriously considering staying like. But it wasn't greeted with that same enthusiasm as I thought it would. It suddenly became a bit more... It was greeted with a bit of like hostility. So I was like, but it's COVID now though. Like if you're staying, like you're staying on your own lah. Like why are you saying to me like, What's going to happen between us? I was like, hey, hey, hey chill. Like, it's not something. I, I just found this opportunity and I wanted to know what you think. Yeah, and she wasn't really entertaining the idea of, of me working there. So it was the start of uh, the unhappiness, uh, right? I mean, given that COVID happened, she couldn't fly. I was really held back a year. And then this new thing, like this new problem you are presenting to me. So, from my point of view, I, I thought that she was interested to be in Perth because somewhere along our discussions, we, we talked about potentially moving to Australia, you know, to, to set up family. It, it seems like a very chill country to be in. I mean, people end work early, you have time for yourself and the work-life balance really seemed very attractive. Huh? And for someone who hasn't been in the workforce and seeing how much she was struggling in Singapore, I thought that would have been the best option for us. I was struggling really hard with working in Singapore. The kind of work that I was doing took up a lot of my time and I didn't have any kind of work-life balance. I had no time for myself. So with that in mind, I was presenting to her 
the facts uh, I was trying to like make a case or like to substantiate my argument uh, it's like in the long run this will be better for us you know I don't want you to be so stressed if anything feels like you still can support the both of us he said like oh then you're coming over la. then I was like okay sure right I'm not against the idea of like moving but like have you thought about all these other things la? like it's a good job opportunity for you but I would have no job opportunity there because as a foreign person if they want to hire you they need to prove that there is no local that they can hire for this job and in my sector, there are plenty of locals who will take the job. La. Then like, what about our families? At that point, it was very difficult. At that point, I really struggled to, to see what she was seeing or why she was so scared to take the next step la, in, in moving. Because all this time, I thought she was entertaining the thought of, of moving to Perth. So I thought this would be easy, you know. I thought I had it all planned. I thought that this uh, it's going to be smooth sailing. For me, the argument was frustrating because every time I brought up these things, he would be like, you know, like, why are you going to think about so many things? But, like, to me, it was important that we considered all these other factors. Like, you cannot just think about standard of living and, like, wow, it's a beautiful place to live. Life will be, like, fine and dandy. Like, there are practical considerations to be had, like, and I was very irritated that he couldn't see all these other factors to me that were important. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I really dreaded you bringing up the, the same topic. It's, it's like, one day I just hope that a conclusion would arise. And I might have accepted that, but it never did in it. Yeah. Uh, we never once agreed upon a single point uh, in whatever argument was. And that was very disturbing to know that this might be the end. Uh, or is this how the relationship would just stop? We both decided that we would seek the counsel or the advice la, of people who, who have done it before, right? So I had a pair of friends who the wife was going overseas to further her studies and her husband couldn't follow immediately because he was doing well in his career in Singapore also. But after a year, they gave up on the long distance and he actually gave up his career to move to Australia just for her to complete her studies. So, I felt that like we needed to talk to them now to hear right, the experience they had. I contacted a family that actually moved from Malaysia to Earth and I wanted their perspective on how their move went for them, you know, in hopes that my situation would fit into theirs and this would be more convincing for Gwen. So at a point in time, I, I really almost hated that resistance and only when I moved back to Singapore and we started talking about it again, only then I realised maybe I was the one who was being very stubborn. After when he came back and then like, you know, we lived life for a while and we talked about it and like, it was good lah that he decided to come back to Singapore. Yeah. I was quite worried that I would have resented yeah. you because of that decision to move back to Singapore. Mm. If he was unhappy in Singapore, yeah. it would have been my fault. I wasn't willing to see the cons of staying in a, a foreign country. Mm. Uh, and to be honest, there were a lot of things to consider, not just about the money, right? But I think the, the community itself was important. I think our parents were a huge factor also. Everyone's aging, so we wanted to be there for our loved ones. Uh, and we really knew what it was like to, to lose someone important to us. So... Those, those factors were kind of glossed over by myself. And looking back at it, I, I realised that, shit, I really should have put these kind of things as a higher priority. La. I always told her, la, like, in the event that I do have to work harder, that wouldn't be an issue. La. I really don't mind slogging it out for her. If it means her having better welfare or having more time, maybe to take care of the kids or something, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> no but, but, yeah, I... I, I I really would give a lot to keep her happy la. and not just so that I can then gloat or to show that other people that I'm, I'm better but that was my way of showing her love la. and if that was coming back to Singapore to be part of the red race then so be it la. I mean we know people who are already doing it in Singapore and I mean they're doing fine I think that's something I, I wanted la, which is for the both of us continue to This Is How We Met after the break. Oh hi, Guangjin here. Producing this podcast has been an absolute blast. We fell in love with every single couple that we've met. If you have connected to this episode as much as we did, could I ask for a 5-star rating? If you don't want to miss an episode, hit the bell icon and follow us as well. We'll let you know every week 
whenever a new episode is out. We'll return to This Is How We Met. My proposal to Gwen. I was already thinking, okay, when would this proposal happen? And I was giving myself kind of like a, a timeline or a finite date. I said, okay, within a year, I should at least pop the question. And just so happens that I think my, my army friend had his proposal maybe about early part of the year. And I, I saw it and it's like, oh, that's a very sweet proposal. You know? I held on to the idea and then I procrastinated. I was thinking, ah, proposal, easy, right? Just get on one knee and then ask the question. Easy. I didn't realize how much planning was actually involved, you know, all the little steps. How to make it meaningful for the both of us. Because it's something you both want to remember down the years. Right? It's not just like, oh yeah, he asked me the question. So being the procrastinator that I am, I think it was only a month before the proposal date, which was 1st of August. I was really scrambling. I was like, oh goodness, time is really ticking. What do I do now? I haven't gotten anything done yet. So thankfully my sister, who scolded me for being a procrastinator, she was like, you are really... A... <laughs> she had a lot of other words to say, but I, sh- I, I shall not like... I say it here. And then I got one of our good friends also. Hella, she, she's very organized. And when the both of them came together, it helped me to piece together this abstract idea that I had. Like I just presented to them what I wanted. Obviously, they knew what the end goal was. And they really planned it out very nicely for me. And I was just the guy who was like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Like, it sounds good. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. So to, to my sister, it's like she was the one proposing to Gwen. Not not Isaac proposing to Gwen. Like, but I was just like the, the puppet. Right. So yeah, they they, <laughs> they gave me the task. Okay, you go and find all these materials, you know. Go and get the, the cloth to decorate this, uh, what do you call gondola? Like, Veranda. Veranda, there we go. Yeah, so I went to Chinatown. I went to find all this like cloth. And then I was like, oh, this this lacy one looks very beautiful. This flowery one looks very beautiful. What, what would Gwen think about it, you know? And, and to me, I like, I was very attracted to the oriental style of things. So I, I took photos and I showed my, my friend and I showed my, my sister and I was like, are you sure you want to go with this or not? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's good or it's not nice, right? Like, I could foresee it working. And then she sent me like examples. It's like, this is what it will look like. And then the photos, those bits where people like consume it. <laughs> in, in, in the... In Chinese Yeah, <laughs> correct, correct. And then I was like, oh goodness, this is what it will look like. And I was like, okay, no, that's not the vibe I'm going for. So I was like, what do I do? And it's like, you see like you leave things so late, huh? now, you, now you panic, now you know. So I was like, please, yeah, I really need your help. I, I, need, <laughs> I need proper direction. <laughs> so they... They, they took control. They were very nice about it. They didn't scold me on the, at that point in time. Like, but they took control. They found the materials I needed and then they pieced things together. Like, I, I told them like, I wanted flowers. So we went to like Huga to buy those fake flowers which would turn out very well. So how are we going to get Gwen to Capital Bay on the day itself? So my, my sister also came out with the plans. Like, okay, you just tell her. Oh, uh, my sister says like this nice Japanese restaurant at the what is it called? Like the club there, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they having a discount. Like we can tap off at home to eat dinner lah. So okay, no? So that's what we did. We we were at Vivo, right? We went out quite early. So we were just walking around Vivo City. And that's like store time. Before we left the house, he took out like his shirt and pants like so nice. Eh? Like he wearing long pants. Eh? I was like, bro, I was going to wear shorts. But I guess now that I have to walk beside you, I have to wear a dress lah. So okay, I put on a dress. Then, as I was leaving the house, my mom is like, Oh, do you want to wear like this, like, nice earring? I was like, huh? <laughs> I'm mother, I'm just going to his house for dinner, leh. So she just like, let it go. Then we went to Vivo, we like, shopped around, bought something. I think we yeah. had some errands to run. Sorry, for context, her parents, I did talk to the parents before that, just to ask them. Oh yeah, like, for, they knew, they for, were for in on their the blessings and also yeah. for their daughter's hand in, in marriage, I eventually... So that was a hurdle that I had to get through. And I, I went to her house while she was out with my sister for some work stuff. So we went to Vivo, we shopped around. And then during this whole time, I was like looking at my phone, looking at my watch. My heart was racing. I was, I don't think I was even like concentrating on whatever she was doing. If you were to pick into my brain, you would... <laughs> it's like this monkey clapping the symbols, you know, like how Homer has this thing. You know, I was just like focused. I think it was around 5, 5.30. And then after that, he said, Oh, like, I think it's like time that like, we can like make our way to Capo to go and pick up the dinner. No, okay, lor. Then he really <laughs> doesn't like me to drive. Like, he feels unsafe when I'm the driver. But then when we arrived at the Kappa, he was like, Oh, I don't really feel too good. Like. I felt like I wanted to vomit. I think I texted my sister, I was like, I, I don't feel good. No? I, I want to puke. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I don't think this is gonna like go well. You know, I was afraid that I would faint, right? Because of like the the nervousness or the excitement, everything just bundled together uh, in a ball, uh. So we drove, and then when we reached the car park, he says, "Oh, uh, the restaurant is calling. Like, let me just take the call." Well, my sister said, "Okay, I'll call you." And then I'll pretend to be the staff and I'll tell you, okay, you gotta wait 15 more minutes, just go for a walk. The couple is basement, the marina is level 1, the restaurant is on level 2. Mm. So to me, it was 15 minutes, okay, like, we go and wait outside the restaurant. So I pressed level 2 in the lift. Then he, when he came so in, what he you was doing, like, like, <laughs> oh, pressed level 2, it was like 15 minutes only, what? Then he said, no, nah, let's go take a walk, level 1 and all. Okay, let's go and take a walk. That's fine. <laughs> so we exit the lift at level 1, and then we walk. Like, the veranda is in a corner. Yeah. So instead of walking down the path, he was like, oh, like, let's go inside there. But the weather was really perfect. Like The sun was still shining, but wasn't like scorching. So we were walking and then I was trying my best to distract her because it was such an open space that she, if she would turn her head, she would have seen our family members really. But at this point, you know, they are scattered. They are just like random bystanders because it's COVID, right? Then suddenly, like, eh, how come got like random familiar people? Then like, hey, how come like the veranda is so like nicely set up, but like like this like soft fabric blowing in the yeah. breeze <laughs> seems like some kind of like Bali cabana. I was like, what's going on there? Then like, how come all these familiar people? Then the first person that approaches me is his elder sis, and then she hands me like a bunch okay. of like McDonald's nuggets. So like uh, many many years ago when twenty seventeen is it? Yeah. Oh okay, so twenty seventeen lah. Like the second year we were together. Oh, no no, our first Valentine's our first day. Valentine's. So I like just be extra right. Like the first Valentine's day. So like on my way over to his place that morning, I went to McDonald's to buy chicken nuggets and put them on skewers and like randomly <laughs> just tie them in baking paper. Like here, happy Valentine's day. So he did the same thing lah. Like his sister handed me the the bouquet of nuggets, and I was like, what's this? And then I think it slowly hit her that something was going to happen uh, right and I think that something was the proposal so I was like okay like a bit like overwhelmed the situation right then like okay he leads me to like the first board and then I read the conversation I, I think we both started to choke even though I wrote the boards right when I looked at her I saw her reaction I started to choke as well it was basically our whatsapp chats yeah uh, I think I early conversations yeah very early like, conversations uh, I said to her like yeah, you'll definitely be in the West. Because she stays in the East, right? right? And to me, as I said, it's like foreshadowing that she will eventually stay in the West. Which is true. <laughs> uh, or that, you know, I'll one day be her BFF. Or she has a, a best friend and I told her, like, you know, I'm going to fight for that position to be your best friend. Yeah. So, I don't know, I, I, that's my humour, right? I find it funny because, like, like I'm right. <laughs> On one hand, like, I'm overwhelmed and on the other hand, I'm, like, laughing. Then we reach the veranda. It's very nicely decorated, like, courtesy of his sister and our friend. Like, a lot of, like, nice memories that take the form of, like, mementos in the veranda. Then we also, like, have a script that at that point we were working on together, like, just, like, of pictures and things like that. And he is always super lazy about, like, adding on. But, like, that day, he actually added, like, a few pages to the script book. There was a whole setup with, like, those cushions and all that like for us to sit and then, like, like little knickknacks and toys yeah, or yeah. things like she likes or food that she doesn't like just to disturb her like she <laughs> yeah, hates yeah. coriander so my mom prepared like a plate of coriander and chili for her yeah, yeah. and just put it there on the, on yeah. the little shelf so we, we, we sat on the bench and it was overlooking into ocean sea yeah into the nice like openness of, of Singapore's like body of water and then we started recapping on our relationship uh, and what she means to me I prepped like some photos of our relationship of us being overseas in Singapore and that was just used to set up this timeline uh, of us being together. And then there comes the part of the song uh, where, where it meant something to us. Because every time I take this, the flight back from Perth, I'll take a scoot. And it's always uh, this song called Home, which plays on the landing. And I always thought it'd be very cute if we used that song you know, in our life. Uh. Yeah, so... I was so nervous, you know. I I, I I did practice that song. My sister says I didn't practice that song, but I, I did one or two days, right? <laughs> I I did forget the lyrics because I, I think I was like confusing the verses, you know. So I whipped up my phone and I, I played the guitar and I, I just read my phone uh, and it was the softest I, I could have sung because I didn't want our family members to hear. 
increasing. I, I'm very shy in front of crowds. Huh? So it's just to, to Gwen itself. I can tell at that time also like he's very overwhelmed because like he seemed to like have prepared some things that he wanted to say but like then he couldn't say it. Was what, so what actually happened was like I, I held on to the ring box and I actually took out the ring already. But in my head I was like should the ring be in the ring box and I present it to her and I asked her will you marry me or should I have taken it out? So when I actually took out the ring I was very confused by my own actions. It's like goodness should I put it back in now? So I think when I tried to pop the question to her, I was there was already another question in my head. Like, did I do something wrong? Yeah. When she chokes, I I, I choke. <laughs> and yeah, I, I just remember being very happy to see her emotions. And then I got down on one knee. I looked at Gwen and asked her, Will you marry me? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh hi, thanks for staying all the way to the end. I'm guessing you have some interesting stories to tell as well. When we created This Is How We Met, our objective wasn't just to share stories of couples in love, but to share the complex relationship of meeting someone or something new. Tell us your story by reaching out to us on our website. The link is in the description. See you next week. Hi everyone, Guangjin here, the producer of How I Met You. If you're tired of listening to love and want to find some true crime action, check out our partner this week, Crimes from the East. Here's their host, Pia. Hey Alex, want to talk about some true crime? You know, Pia, I think the world has heard enough about Ted Bundy and Charles Manson. Well, what if I told you the story involved luscious mustaches, cobras, and poison curry? Hey, now that sounds spicy and fresh. Let's do it. Tune in to Crimes from the East, where we're spelling the chai about South Asian true crime. Find me, Alex. And me, Pia. Wherever you listen to podcasts. We are Crimes from the East, your weekly dose of true crime, the South Asian kind. Namaste. Namaste.